This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Let's jump back to that book because you have a lot of interesting chapters here and we can cover some of it. And of course, readers can get a copy from Amazon or from the Flying Disc Press website, The Shape of Things to Come from Elsewhere by Chris Evers. In part one, you focus on modern and historical shaped sightings, chapter one being cross-shaped UFOs. Do tell. Yeah. Well, this is, um, I mean, one of the first cases of a, a cross-shaped UFO was allegedly that of Emperor Constantine who at the Battle of the Malvine Bridge, I think they called it, which where he was trying to unite Rome, the ancient citizens of Rome, un- under his banner, basically, where it is alleged, or he said, that he had a dream one evening and you know, he had a dream at which something in this dream said to him, you know, you battle under this flag, I'll make sure that you win, basically. So he battled away under the flag of the cross, and apparently he saw a cross flying by in the sky. We come to 1967, and here in Britain, there was a period of three days in the October of 1967, I think the 25th, 26th, and 27th, where various cross-shaped sightings were seen by what they call trained observers. Now, one of these trained observers was an ex-RAF gentleman by the name of Brooks, and he was a, a photographic intelligence expert we used during the Second World War, who kind of like took his couple of dogs for a walk on the Moyne Downs, in, uh, which I believe are in um, Dorset area of the United Kingdom. It was quite a breezy day. This breeze had picked up while he was out walking, and about 11.25am, he happened to lay down in a delve in the ground in the field that he was in to get out of this um, this extremely cold and biting breeze where he noticed a contrail up in the sky, which after a few minutes, it, it kind of dissolved and disappeared. But in its place, this large cross-shaped device was flying down towards him. Witness this for all in all about 22 minutes and during that time it actually flew against the wind which was was blowing you know so it was something that was obviously under control to cut a long story short he he reported this the mod the ministry of defense uh, sent two or three people out to talk with him they investigated his sighting and they reported uh, you know and, and you'll never believe this that he'd actually fallen to sleep in a force eight gale you know, on a cold day with his dogs running around him. One was a Dalmatian, the other was an Alsatian, a German Shepherd. The German Shepherd was nipping and biting at him. But during this time period, he'd fallen to sleep. He dreamed he'd seen these devices. You can imagine how he felt 
when he found this information out. Before that, the day before all this occurred, on the 25th, there were a couple of policemen driving around in cars in the Sussex area of the United Kingdom who also witnessed a cross-shaped device. Sightings were seen across the southern part of the United Kingdom from Sussex, on the on more or less just south of the London area, going right across to Wales and the Cardiff area. The day after Mr. Brooks saw his sighting, there were a number of police officers chasing a device uh, flying around the roads and the fields of their area where um, they reached speeds on country lanes, you know, which, as you can imagine, are not pretty wide. They're not like a motorway or, or a freeway. You know, the pretty narrow road following this device round, flying about 40 feet above the ground, but they're flying around and, and they're chasing after it at up speeds of up to 80 miles an hour. Of course, when the MOD got their hands on that one, these policemen who'd been chasing this, this device suddenly found out it was the planet Venus. I've never known the planet Venus to approach country roads and fly around at those kind of speeds. It's like the MOD has taken notes from what the uh, United States Air Force was saying <laughs> around the nope. same time, coming it's, up with the most outlandish explanations. It's quite interesting that you would say that because I've read a report quite recently. You've heard of the British uh, Flying Saucer Working Party and the, the British MOD uh, UFO desk and so on and so forth. It's understood that it was Winston Churchill, the great wartime leader from Great Britain, actually established the, the UFO desk back in the 1950s. Now, that comes from Churchill's own bodyguard who followed him around for years doing what he did. And it's the bodyguard actually said that Churchill and Eisenhower got together because they were scared of the public's reaction to these stories of, of UFOs, flying saucers, as they were known at the time, and how the public would react to them. We're in the same time period, more or less, 1950s, 1960s, where the British MOD, they claimed they were not interested in the flying saucer problem because it was of no defence significance. Now, surely if it had been defence significance of some kind, we'd have found out long before now. I always found that odd that they would say, well, UFOs, I mean, you know, there's no reason to bother with it because it's not a threat. And whether it's a threat or not, the idea that your airspace is being invaded by something that you can't identify or prevent from invading your airspace and they claim they're not interested yeah it's a, a crazy statement to make it shows how they viewed the british public to be quite honest or the american public because that is exactly the same kind of thing that the pentagon have said for years and years and years whereas in 2017 with the new york times article they actually admitted in so many words yes there is something behind ufos but also unbeknownst to themselves They've actually just admitted they've lied to the American public since 1947. We're talking about the uh, cross-shaped UFOs, and I've been trying to find this illustration, or I can't find it now. I remember a, a fairly famous case, and it may have come from Sweden. I'm just pulling this off the top of my head, but I remember illustrations of this cross-shaped UFOs that had spheres on either end. And then the spheres actually detached themselves, flew around a bit, and then reattached themselves, and then the whole contraption flew away. 
No, that's quite a, a, a startling. Wish I'd had that to put in the book. <laughs> oh, I know. I, know. I, 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 I haven't heard of that one, so send oh, me okay. the details. It has to be something that I have in my file somewhere. <laughs> that's why it's you know <laughs> just on the tip of my brain here, trying to pull it out and just doing a cursory search, you know, through my computer. Uh, really quick to see if I can find uh, the illustrations. Of course, nothing comes up. And as soon as the show is over with, that's You'll when. Found it. Yeah, You'll that's right. I'll, <laughs> I'll find it again. <laughs> uh, but is is the cross shaped UFO still being seen? I mean, it, it's, it seems to be anymore. The reports that we're getting in are more like um, uh, spheres or little balls of light, almost kind of like uh, your original UFO sighting. Well. If we look again at the at the new fork information, you know that they've actually had over that forty seven year period four hundred and seventy one different sightings of cross shaped devices. You know, so they are still receiving. You know, not in the not in the hundreds, not in the thousands, but they're still re- getting several. You know, cross shaped sightings a year reported to them. So they are. You know, I don't know why, but the subject seems to go around. You know, if we start at the top. On a, of a circle, and we, it, that circle rolls along the road like a car tire. Eventually, the same thing. It's the road surface again. So this is, excuse me, this is kind of what some of these sightings are doing. That you know, they go around and they come back, and they go around and they come back. Well, and, and you had said something earlier about how in uh, uh, the UK the uh, the UFO field has dwindled down to just barely uh, before you. Uh, I mean, are people still interested in the subject or, you know, with everything else going on, who has time? Well, we have to blame the Internet for all of this. You know, people are still interested in the subject. Otherwise, you know, I, for one, wouldn't be putting on a yearly conference, which which I do. And, uh, you know, I'm sure MUFON wouldn't do them in the, in the U.S. And other organizations worldwide wouldn't do them. What we have to do is blame the Internet because it's so easy to go to, you know, plug the computer into the wall, turn it on and read information on your computer. We will read more information in a moment with Tim, Gene, and Chris. You're in the Pedicast. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, the Paracast dot plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out the Paracast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. 
And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. Bad theater seats, cheap Halloween masks, my apartment, all things with obstructed views. Add to these large trucks and buses. 18-wheelers and large buses have big blind spots, and like my apartment, they don't always have the best view. Bus and truck drivers deal with blind spots around the entire vehicle. Always take care not to ride alongside or too close behind them. Our roads, our responsibility. Learn more at sharetheroadsafely.gov. I had no idea it would destroy my life. But before it happened, I had a successful business in Austin, Texas. Everyone laughed at me when I shut that business down, but I could not ignore the wake-up call. I was volunteering on a project to get locally grown food into a school. That project was a complete failure, and I discovered that there were few local farmers, there's only four days worth of food in the grocery stores, and everything comes 1,500 miles via a just-in-time trucking system. I lost friends and family who told me I was crazy to worry about that, but I kept at it. I'm Marjorie Wildcraft. Those of us who know what's going on in the world know you need to become self-reliant before the dollar collapses. I've created a free webinar at GCNfood.com. I can show you, like I've shown hundreds of thousands of people, how to grow lots of food, even if you have no experience, you're older, or you're out of shape. Do it now, before the stores are boarded up and food is not available at any price. Go to GCNfood.com. GCNfood.com. Are you afraid to go to the mailbox because of letter after letter from the IRS? Are they stacking on more and more penalties and interest? By now, you know the problem won't go away on its own. Don't let the IRS chase you to your grave with penalties and interest and liens and levies. You need real help now. I'm Dan Pilla. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I help thousands of people solve tax problems they thought couldn't be solved. I can help you too. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com. danpilla.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Wouldn't you like the old days where we didn't have the computer, we actually had to work for ourselves? Oh, yeah. If people had to, you know, get up off the the comfortable sitting room chair, you know, and go out in the cold and the wet and the rain and, and actually talk to people face to face, you know, we'd get more information, I think, that way. instead of Because that this is the problem where, which we have with the Internet in that so many of the information that is put on there, as I've mentioned earlier, is oaxes. I mean, I'm not saying this particular one group I'm going to mention said phase of the moon whatever they call it are actually hoaxes but there are groups out there similar to them that have put information out that are um it's very tacky you can soon spot fakes 
if you have a good computer, you have a good laptop set up. Being a photographer, I have a good, I have good software which I can use. You know, and you you can see if they've tried to input something over a piece of footage where the edge of that image doesn't exactly meet. You know, with, with the footage they've imposed it on. So there are ways of finding this information out. Yeah, there really is nothing like being able to talk face-to-face with a witness, but it's getting harder to get witnesses to talk to you face-to-face. You know, they'll maybe talk to you on the phone or definitely by email or text, and it's always been the case. So many witnesses are reluctant to talk. Yeah, I think the ridicule factor, which I believe was propagated by certain newspapers and and certain individuals and even officials, you know, in, in various governments, I think the ridicule factor has played a lot in that, you know. But when we look at a case, for example, like the Pascagoula incident, you know, Calvin Parker... Charles Dixon, who experienced uh, the UFO abduction in October 1973. You know, I know you've spoken to Philip Mantle. I know for a fact that what was once perhaps a forgotten case is now the most investigated, most looked at case of its type currently out there. And this is because people like Philip Mantle and Dr. Irina Scott have gone out there and they've put themselves out there and they've got information in. Thank God for people who can do that and do do that. And it really does help the subject. Well, and look how much time has passed, though, from the original incident at Pascagoula till now when so much of this Great information has finally managed to come out thanks to, you know, uh, Phillips and uh, Irina Scott's uh, legwork. But has there been any case that either you have investigated or, you know, you're just a fan of that you would love to see and would really hope that there would be more information that will eventually come out about it? There is one case which I actually, I really do love reading about it and it's a it's a famous case from 1954 and it was in italy where the football team florentine florentine actually played a football game and by that i mean soccer uh, they played a soccer game in their own stadium it was a night game and they had ten thousand. think about that ten thousand spectators inside the stadium watching this football game when all of a sudden some kind of some people described it as cigar-shaped. Other people have described it as egg-shaped. This thing came flying across the ground where they were playing this football game. It, it's so large, was it, that people noticed it, and this was in the second half of the game. Uh, people noticed it flying over, and they noticed this, what we now call angel air, coming down from this device. This was seen, and it was so spectacular, the game actually stopped, and it was mentioned in the referee's report. Now, if it's something hadn't been significant, it, the game would have carried on. It wouldn't have been in the referee's report, etc. But this sighting had 10,000 witnesses, and this, this sighting was so spectacular, it even influenced a young lad who lived in Bromley in London during the 1960s, a few years after the event. Now, this case actually influenced uh, a young man called Davy Jones, not of the monkeys fame, this was a completely different David Jones, who later became Ziggy Stardust. 
a lad insane. Yeah, it influenced David Bowie because he, he called his band the Spiders from Mars, which is what the Angel Air was described as in Italy and in the press in 1954. So again, that shows that even Bowie had an interest in the subject. And that case to me is fascinating. That is a good case, and especially the angel hair, because I mean, it was it was found in other local areas around that stadium in the in, yep. in, in, in the city. But I don't know if anybody ever considered doing analysis of it. Oh, they did. Yes, they went to they? Um, okay. They went to the university. It was suggested it, it was spiders which were flying on the wind. Remember, this is night time. Uh, the spiders were flying on the wind and propelling the webs out. But the, the, the angel air, for want of a better word, which landed on the ground, didn't contain what should have been in the spider's webs. It had something different, so many different properties to what would be found in a normal uh, spider's spun web. So it, that, again, leads a little bit of a little bit more mystery to the to the case well and that trope <laughs> is still prevalent today that angel hair is nothing more than spider webs I and mean, if you if you look up the subject say like on wikipedia or some other location you know uh, sources that's what it usually comes back to just yeah. spider webs <laughs> yeah well but but, uh, but a, lot, I won't comment on a lot of spider webs <laughs> <laughs> the uh, uh another chapter in your book is about square uh or or cube shaped ufos and yeah. uh, I, I i i don't think that a lot of people kind of almost like uh, the the cross shaped ufos would be you know familiar that ufos come in cube-shaped yeah well over, over the you know the 70 or so years we've, we've seen all different kinds of shapes you know since 1947 i mean even kenneth arnold described two different shapes of craft that he saw over mount rainier you know we have the the, the crescent shaped one and we and we have the the other shape that was flying along with it because remember he said that he, he saw nine craft nine different devices flying in the air now, a lot of people say that it was the Orton uh, German fighter plane from the Second World War, but I, I have information which, which shows that the Orton the was never considered, and this was printed in 1946, January 1946, the Orton was never considered to be made once more flight-worthy. So it, it cannot have been the Orton. They could not have put an aircraft together, got flight permission, etc., in from the January nineteen sorry, January nineteen forty six to, you know, what, July nineteen forty seven. It would just be impossible to do it in that amount of time period, in my opinion. So, you know, there are lots of different shapes. Also in the book there's um I, I show a couple of pictures of two flying cubes or there could be triangles because the the picture you cannot really make out what full shape they are. Let us shape up in our next segment with Christine and Tim. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. 
What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. USA News Update. More snow in store for more than 100 million Americans this weekend. Forecasters say two back-to-back storms will spread at least three inches of snow across some 18 states from Wyoming to New York. President Biden still believes there can be a solution between Israel and Palestine. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby told reporters Friday that Biden made those comments to be told reporters Friday that Biden made those comments to Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Those comments come after Netanyahu rejected the idea for a Palestinian state once the conflict in Gaza is over. Japan has now become the fifth country to successfully land on the moon. Their lander touched down on the moon yesterday. Wellness and self-care doesn't have to be complicated. So keep it simple and take good care of yourself with Sunny Bay heating pads. Our heating pads soothe pains in the neck, back, and shoulders while relaxing muscles and increasing blood circulation. Sunny Bay heating pads have always been made in the USA and hand-filled to perfection with the highest quality materials. Sunny Bay heating pads are the perfect wellness gift for loved ones or yourself. See all of our high-quality products at sunny-bay.com, including heated body pads, neck pillows, heated neck and body wraps, and our stress-reducing lavender line. They're all affordable, durable, and in stock now and ready for immediate shipping direct from sunny-bay.com. Read our trusted, authentic, and real reviews at sunny-bay.com or just search for Sunny Bay Heating Pad. To your good health and wellness from Sunny Bay. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy, formerly Air Force Lieutenant Colonel, Air National Guard and Reservist. I'm looking for veterans, active duty military personnel to join the 90 for Life Crusade to save America. She needs your skills, courage, and loyalty more than ever. Contact GCNteam.com. Because of the financial and health care collapse, veterans are currently struggling finding jobs. Frustrated looking for a job? Change your tactics. Join the 90 for Life Crusade to save America. Start a health care business with FDI Longevity 90 for Life Crusade. Contact GCNteam.com. 
Vietnam immediately. We're looking for military specialists who can use a computer and communicate information and execute a battle plan. Join the admirals, Navy SEALs, Marines, pilots, Army officers, military police, sheriffs, police officers, firemen, and first responders already enrolled in the 90 for Life Crusade. Contact GCNteam.com now. FDI Longevity will help you apply your military skills to the task of saving America through health and financial programs. Contact GCNteam.com. Enlist in GCNteam.com and save America. Hi, this is Nick Pope. You're listening to the Paracast. So you were mentioning here that the shape of what you were talking yeah, about, the, it couldn't be made out directly what it was. No, it couldn't, because it, the angle that the picture was taken from didn't show you exactly. But you can clearly see there are no flying wings, there are no wings, there are no tailplanes or anything like that. This device was seen floating over the English Channel somewhere... Well, the English Channel is 300-odd miles long. You know, its narrowest point is 21 miles between Dover and Calais. And as you go down to Normandy and that area and and Cornwall, it gets even wider up to 310 miles, I think it is. But anyway, this device was seen flying around. First of all, what kind of propulsion units were were they using that were uh, completely noiseless? holding it stationary again off of the sea. And, um, you know, that was seen, I believe that was either 2019 or 2022. I, I do get these dates mixed up, so please forgive me. And then we come to Conyers in Georgia, USA, where an exact similar device is seen flying over that town. You know, it was either, that one was either 2019 or 2022. I'm sorry, I've not got the book in front of me, so I cannot give exact dates there. But, you know, what are these things? What kind of propulsion system holds them up? And when we look at the photographs, especially the one over the English Channel, how large is this device? Because if you look at the picture in the book, you can see it was taken from quite a distance away. So if it was a drone, which some people have suggested, well, drones have a, a crazy humming, buzzing noise while they're flying. Nothing could be heard, and there was no no protrusions sticking out, no flying, no, no propellers or anything like that to keep it up in space. It was just a square, or sorry, a long, oblong-shaped device, which could have been an FT, a flying triangle, seen from a different angle. But it's it quite interesting that the Conyers one, after three years earlier, three years later, I can't remember the dates again, you know, was exactly the same. So what is it doing over the English Channel at one point, then going to Georgia in, in, in your neck of the woods in the next point, you know? It's interesting from your book, and as you said, there's <laughs> there's probably been every shape described of, of UFOs under the sun. Uh, would you say the traditional disc-shaped is the most common, and if not, what is? Well, it's funny you should ask that, because, you know, when we look at triangles, as I mentioned earlier, 12,709, when we look at um, unknown lights in the sky, 28,672, you know, when we look at, you know, other things, you, you know, we've got circle shapes, 
I suppose we could call those the traditional flying saucer UFO shape. 15,191, again, in the 47 years of New Fork's existence. The, you know, we, we've had everything, you name it, we've had it. And no doubt we've got several more shapes to come as well over the years as we go forward. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it, it, it seems like that, with the exception now of the, you know, the the spheres or, or balls of light, that the triangular shape really has become uh, predominantly reported. And, you know, I wonder if if people see other shapes that they don't think along the lines of, oh, that's a UFO, because they're expecting the, you know, disc-shaped UFO and anything different with the exception now with the triangle shaped, they're just going to ignore is not the right word, but just like, Oh, well, I don't know what that is, but it's not a UFO. <laughs> well, yeah, you're exactly right. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, even if they see an orb shape, a fireball, even, you know, unusual star shaped, uh, uh, encounter with an unknown craft, you know, where they're going to report them to. Luckily, in America, we do have organizations over there which people can report them to. It's no good sending them to the British MOD because allegedly they closed their reporting desk down in 2009. They have no more interest, so they say, in the subject, you know, but then again, America said that, you know, the Pentagon said that until we found out about ATIP. You know, again, proving that they'd lied to us for all those years. You know, so that there is a lack of information points to go to. Yeah, some people may go to the local police service, you know, in America or, or over in the United Kingdom. But where else, do they, where do they send them reports then? Are they just put away in a drawer and forgot about? Oh, probably. I always, I always say that the current... You know, whoever in the military government, you know, who who are interested in UFOs have no idea what was being investigated or what information was gathered by in the past, uh, because like the various UFO groups, I think that uh, within the military and government, everything is so compartmentalized that this yeah. information gets buried away someplace, and then the next generation coming in has no idea, uh, you know, what's what's hidden in some warehouse somewhere. <laughs> but that's quite interesting, though, because let's go back to the middle of last year, 2023. I think it was June, July time. We, we had NASA coming forward and they couldn't give answers because what what did they say we don't have enough information what hang on <laughs> you can go back to 1947 there are plenty of ufo groups in the in the united states where you can get this information from you know why couldn't they go back and i mean for example investigate roswell why couldn't they look at roswell you know, they could look at that. In Britain, we've got Rendlesham, the, the Rendlesham Forest incident. Why couldn't they look at that? You know, the, the, it's just an excuse because somebody somewhere wants to control the narrative. They want to keep it compartmentalised, as you've just said, and they want to keep the public away from it. What the reasoning behind that is, I have no idea. Well, bear in, yeah, mind, well, one more, bear in mind one more time is that the government doesn't want to know about civilian sightings, so they certainly don't want to know what's in the files of all these organizations. Mm -hmm. Exactly. 
You've got a uh, you've got a section in your book here where you talk about uh, uh, police constable uh, Alan Godfrey. Uh, yeah, I I was fortunate enough to uh, be on a show where uh, we were able to interview him uh, about his case, and it's an amazing case Absolutely. all on its own. Yeah, you you know you want to talk about that a little bit for our uh, audience who may not be familiar with this. Well, Alan Godfrey was a, a British police officer who actually, this was in 1980, where um, he, he lived and worked in, in the town of Todmorden, which is in West Yorkshire. It's, it's roughly about 100, 120 miles away from where I'm sat right now. And uh, he had a report, he was working one evening, he had a report of cows which had been let out of a farmer's field and was said to be rumbling around um, a local council housing estate. And so off, off he went. He goes to try and find these these creatures who were rumbling around, you know, the streets of this council estate. And um, he couldn't find them. So he, he parked up and after a few moments, he decided to go and have a look and see if he could find the, these, these cattle again. And he's driving down this road, and he sees a UFO on just above the road surface and uh, spinning, spinning round and flying there. You know, which um, there is some indication as well that when he he saw this, that he, he has a period of missing time, which I think Jenny Randall's found out about when she investigated the case back it back in the nineteen eighties. Anyway, um. That is basically his case, but th- there are some indications or some people have suggested that what he actually saw was a modular home, be- mm. exactly the same shape as the UFO being uh, moved around um, the town of Todmorden, because that is where they used to manufacture them back in the early 1980s, late 1970s. So some people have suggested it was that. Let me break it here. And we'll continue. Mobile home indeed. More to come with Gene, Tim, and Chris. You're in the Battercast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Are you still looking for that one iodine that you can really trust? A medical doctor-endorsed product that is backed by honest research and true integrative science. Then search no further. 
Go to NutraMedical.com for Dr. Bill Deagle's Nutriodine, proven time and time again to be the very best iodine available for you. Nutriodine is the only Tesla-activated monatomic plasma iodine in the world. It optimizes mitochondrial function and generation of new mitochondria from totally neutralizing the venom from a desert recluse spider bite in Southern California to eliminating malaria parasites reported by medical missionaries in Central India. Dr. Bill's Nutriodine is simply the most powerful healing formula there is. Nutriodine clears the body of all known pathogens, restores it to an alkaline state, and even promotes stem cell regeneration. Order Dr. Bill's Nutriodine today at 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who help people that have been injured or wronged. If you've been involved in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident, or injured at work, you have rights, and you may be entitled to money for your suffering. Don't accept an offer you get from an insurance company until you talk to a lawyer, and we represent some of the best personal injury lawyers you can find. Tough lawyers that will fight to win your case, and they're so good they stake their reputation on it by only getting paid if you win. So if you've been in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident, or hurt on the job, find out today for free what kind of compensation you may be entitled to. Call the legal helpline right now. 800-524-3810-800-524-3810-800-524-3810-That's 800-524-3810. Tahibo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. As a result, it naturally has antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system. And it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit shopsupertea.com. The first word is shop, spelled S-H-O-P, then the word super, and then the word tea. The complete website is shopsupertea.com. Or call us at 818-984-6100, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-984-6100. ShopSuperTea.com. Hi, this is Don Ecker, and you are tuned into the Paracast. Let me tell you what. You're going to hear stuff here that you probably won't hear anywhere else. Hear that, George Snorri? So clarify this. They're seeing an object here that they think is just a mobile home being transported? Yeah, that's basically what some people are saying, you know. Uh, I mean, I know uh, Russell Callahan has, has suggested that over the years, you know, but I'm not saying it is or it, or it isn't. I'm just saying it's an unusual-shaped device if it is a UFO, and, uh, you know, in, in the practical sense of the term, it, and it, it deserves a place in the book as a diamond-shaped UFO. Well, and you would think, though, that coming from that area, he would have already been familiar Exactly. With with those, you know, modular, you know, shaped homes and uh, wouldn't yeah. be surprised if he saw one on a road at night being yeah. transported somewhere. 
<laughs> yeah, this was supposed to be seen very early in the very early hours of the morning, round about, if I remember correctly, about 4 a.m., somewhere round about that time. You know, so uh, perhaps it was something that was parked up. But then again, you know, if it was something that was parked up, why under why under hypnosis does he, he describe this missing time period? And how come the boots that he wore on that particular evening for work, and he was driving what we call a panda car over here, which is the the colour of it because it was like a bluey colour and a white colour, like a panda is black and white, you know. Um, why would it? Why would his boots be scuffed all down the toes like he'd been dragged across the road surface? for some reason you know there are, there are a lot of questions that need answering about that and i do know alan he's uh, quite a good friend and uh, we, i was going to have him speak at one of my conferences a few years ago oh yeah i mean when when we talked to him uh, i mean he 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 comes across as very credible absolutely and, uh, yeah yeah and and just just uh, a, a nice guy and just a delight to talk with as well yeah He's got nothing, I mean, he had everything to lose. He was in a good job, you know, and look how the police treated him after the event that he described, you know. And um, he eventually left the job because he, people were taking the mickey out of him, you know, laughing behind his back and so on. You know, he had everything to lose. Why come forward with that story if it was all false? Well, unfortunately, we see that a lot with... Professional people, high-ranking military, police—you know what have you—who who do have a, a a sighting and that are brave enough to report it and talk about it, only to find that you know, despite their previous good record and standings, end up really just losing everything because they're just laughed laughed out absolutely. of the court. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, it's, Absolutely. It's, 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 it's really a shame. Yeah, yeah. The other interesting thing about this case is that it happened a few weeks before the Cash Landrum case in uh, uh, the in Texas in the United States. Absolutely, and that was again that was another diamond shaped UFO where they ended up with a. Uh, radiation bands that tried to sue the American government and the American government basically won the case because it couldn't be proven that this kind of device was uh, was in America and don't forget also it happened um, a few you know um, I forgot his name mm. Alan Godfrey it happened, oh, okay. it, it happened yeah. a few weeks um after Alan Godfrey's case, that the Rendlesham incident occurred as well in December 1980. You know, so you, you know there was a lot of strange occurrences around that time period, which today are still unexplained. I have a overreaching question here with regard to Rendlesham and Cash Landrum because they're similar in the respect that people were injured as a result, and of course. We've had John Burroughs on the show about how he had to hire a lawyer to go well, to the VA. Well, I will VA say that I'm, say, not, I'm not an expert on the Rendlesham incident, so you know, okay. I'll, I'll answer your question if I can. No, understood. Okay, suggestion that Rendlesham and possibly Cash Landrum represented failed efforts to test a new kind of aircraft by the yeah. U.S. authorities in the yeah. U.K. and in America – and the injuries resulted from 
the kind of propulsion they were using. That's an interesting concept. But then again, I would say if this, these kind of injuries could happen, you know, I know America has got greater, wider spaces than we have in the United Kingdom. You know, it, it's it, in the United Kingdom, you can probably, well, let's be honest, you know, I, I live about 140 miles away from London, 150 miles away from London, or somewhere around about there. Britain as, as an island is, in my opinion, is overcrowded. And if they're going to test secret technology over these places, but why do it in places where it can be discovered? Why do it in places where once it's discovered, your potential enemy can find out exactly what you're doing and what you're testing because it's been announced publicly? You know, I think what's happened at Rendlesham and the Cash Landrum case is something that remains mysterious. I think it is something that does not have a man-made explanation. What do you think? about people who say, well, UFOs are really not physical, but something like a representation of our collective unconscious. I, I would say it's a good theory, but where's the proof? There's no proof, you know, that it's any of those. You know, again, there's no proof that it's extraterrestrial either. There are, these are all theories which are as valid as the next theory until some kind of, of proof can, can be found or an explanation given from somewhere as to what exactly they are or what we or what they think they are but then again there are that many different shapes involved you know they're gonna have to find that many different explanations well and that's one of the things that the skeptics love to bring up about the ufo phenomena is that it can't possibly be real because hardly anybody ever reports consistent shapes that you know they, they there's just all kinds of, of of different shapes and sizes and that's you know if we were being visited by extraterrestrials they'd come here in just one shape i guess <laughs> well no when you think about it as i mentioned earlier you know when if i went out and bought a car in 1905 It'd probably be something like, you know, if I was in America, Model T Ford, or if I was in Britain, maybe one of the early British cars. You know, it could even be steam-powered. It could even be petrol-powered. You know, all these devices are not exactly alike. It's, I think it's exactly the same with, with these craft that we've, we've seen and the devices that we've seen over the years. They don't all come, in my opinion, from the same manufacturing plant in zeta reticuli you know there must be when you look at the size of the universe and you know how much well let's go back to the 1990s there were no planets around other stars but now we know of at least what is it three and a half thousand planets around other stars you know i'm not saying they've got life on them but if planets can exist elsewhere surely you know these planets could have life on they would not all fo follow the same design pattern they would, they would have their own ideas and their all you know their own ways of doing things for example if i if i was um, a coach driver a bus driver you know uh, in the britain we have caught what we call double deckers where you can get you know sit upstairs or downstairs on them you know uh, and some countries don't even have them you know they, they look at as strange as if to say what is that you know uh, and some countries 
you know, you can the, the single deckers, the long buses, like the American school buses, you know, where kids can sit on them. Where you know they've got so many different designs for things. We've got so many different designs for things. They can't all be exactly the same. They, you know, there must be different designs for different jobs that that they're doing with these craft. You know, when they're coming to visit our planet. Well, besides the shapes, there are characteristics with UFOs that seem to be almost universal. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I would. Yeah, because, you know, the, the, a lot of them, as we've already discussed around, a lot of them, one of the things that is, is universal is how quickly they appear and how quickly mm-hmm. they disappear. That is, that is, to me, is one of the things that, that really does stand out. What is it that they use to make themselves disappear so fast? You know, some people have described seeing craft of of the ocean, you know, of of a of a boats at the ocean, which which take off in an instant, in the blink of an eye, they're gone. You know, we've seen that in reports of a land. So you know, that to me is one of the constants of the subject. Is that a lot of people, you know, the gobsmacked as we put it over here, you know, the the, the baffled. By um, what they've just seen, so much so that a lot of them don't even think to take the cameras out and use the phones, on, you know, the camera on the phone to take an image of what they've just seen. Because things seem to appear so and disappear so quickly, and it just leaves us startled. Hey, we're going to be startled about these announcements. Amazed, Gene, Tim, Chris, you're in the Paracast. <laughs> Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you love reading about the mysteries of the universe? Do you wonder what secrets are hidden in the shadows of our own planet? If so, you won't want to miss these two amazing books by Tim R. Swartz and Sean Castile. In Mimics, The Others Among Us, you'll explore the world of the mimics of man, beings that can look like us but are not. They've been among us since the beginning of history, hiding in plain sight, influencing our culture in ways we can scarcely imagine. In Alien Artifacts, incredible evidence of exotic material from UFO encounters, you'll discover the so-called hard evidence of UFOs that's been available for study this entire time, but for the most part has been ignored. These two books will open your eyes to a hidden reality that has been right in front of our eyes all along. That's Mimics, The Others Among Us, and Alien Artifacts, Incredible Evidence of Exotic Material from UFO Encounters by Tim R. Swartz and Sean Castile. Available now on Amazon.com. People often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. Allow me to read a few highlights. Extendivite works in keeping my blood pressure in the normal range. I have been using Extendivite for many years. Great product. I use regularly and I rarely get sick. This product has relieved what appeared to be angina pain in my chest and shortness of breath after climbing stairs. I'm quite happy about it. My husband, son, and I have been using this product for a few months now and we have noticed an improvement in our joints and blood pressure. To order, call 1-877-928-928 8822 or visit extendivite.com that's x-t-e-n-d-o-v-i-t-e dot com 
Extend your life with extend your